Well, let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 26 this evening. Ephesians 4, verse 26. It says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who steal or st who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, and not, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Notice verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Forgave you. In the Amplified Classic, it says, And become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God and Christ forgave you. Amen. If we go. Uh, no, we won't go back there. But let's read uh, in the Amplified Classic. Read, let's read verse 32 before we went. We go on. It says, Become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another, readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. Let's read uh, Luke 6, 37. Luke 6, 37. It says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. In uh, the Amplified Classic, verse 37 says, judge not, neither pronouncing judgment nor subjecting to censure, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and pronounce guilty, and you will not be condemned and pronounced guilty. Acquit and forgive and release, give up resentment, let it drop, and you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. So talking about forgiving, talking about forgiving people. And these are... Uh, here, this is the words of Jesus. And he said, if we go back to, uh, go back to it in the New King James, well, I'll just quote it and then we'll come back. It says, forgive and you will be forgiven. Forgive and you will be forgiven. I like the way it says it in the Amplified Classic. Let's read that again at the end. Acquit and forgive and release. Give up resentment. Let it drop. And you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Now, if we go back to Ephesians 4, verse 26, if you go back to the first verse that we read, 
We really focused on verse 32, but I want to read the first part of it. In this whole chunk here that, that we're reading, the first part of it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the, the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. And he goes through all these things, but this, this right here applies to these different aspects that he's talking about, including the last part about forgiving. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do you know you can be angry and not sin? Being angry is not a sin. Jesus was angry. You can be angry. But, you know, sometimes Christians get the idea that if, I, if I'm angry... If I feel angry because somebody's wronged me, because something has happened that is unjust, if I feel anger, I'm sinning. That's not true. God gets angry, and he's not sinning. Anger is not a sin, but here it says, be angry and do not sin. So you can be angry, but not sin. You can be angry, but handle it correctly. You can be angry and handle it incorrectly. Well, now, now, you, now you just have to clean up more mess. Well, it says right after this, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. See, what we, we have the ability, we have the authority whether we give the devil any place in our life or not. And the Bible says, don't give him any place. Don't give him any place. And so one of the ways, and this, this precedes this whole area, and this, this can, this verse 27, nor give place to the devil, that applies to across the board. We can give the devil place in all kinds of ways. Uh, but the Bible says don't do it. If, if we give the devil place, see, God, God wants us to, to, he gives us his statutes and his word so that we can walk here on the earth to the fullest measure. But if we decide we're, we're going to do things that he's told us not to do, then we're actually giving place to our enemy. We're yielding to the wrong thing. And so we have the ability whether we want to give place to the devil or not. So, you know, people say, well, I, there's no way I would ever give him place. Well, Nobody wants to do that, but we need to understand how he gets a foothold sometimes. Well, there's lots of things we could talk about uh, in that, that uh, related to that. But this is one of those areas. Go back down to verse 32. So then at the end of this part, he says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. As in, even as God in Christ forgave you. Forgiveness is one of those areas where Satan, if we, unforgiveness I should say, if we're unforgiving, Satan can get a foothold in our life. And so if we decide, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I won't forgive. We are giving Satan a place in our life and we're setting ourselves up 
to deal with stuff that we could avoid. And so let's read these, some of these verses now. We've commented a little bit. Let's read Ephesians, the verse we just read in the Amplified Classic again, and just so you can see the second part of that. Well, we'll just read the whole thing. It says, Become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. So God in Christ forgave us. And so we as Christians, we are to forgive other people the way Christ forgave us. Now, we're to do that. But so many times people make it like this bar, like, well, you know, just like a checklist. You've got, you, you know, you have to forgive. You know, you, and all these other things that you have to do, like it's just this checklist. There's so much more to it than that. God didn't tell us to do things and not do things as a checklist just to keep us just in line, like just some kind of control system. He, he told us what to do so it would be the best for us. And there's a, there's a lot that goes into this area. Um, if, if we... So if we decide I'm not going to forgive, then we're actually tying God's hands in some areas and we're actually keeping him at arm's length, which is not, I mean, it's not our intent, but that's what happens. So it says, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, let's go down and read the... Luke 6.37, the last part of that before we go on. These are the ones we just read, but I want you to see as we've, we've talked about these things. Go into um, the Amplified, please. So here it says, forgive and you will, uh, forgive and you will be forgiven. It says, acquit and forgive and release. Now notice the way this says this. Acquit and forgive and release. Give up resentment. Let it drop. And you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Now, this is Jesus speaking. And this is real. What we do has something to do with how things go for us in this area. In other words, if we say, I know that, but I'm good with God... I'm all set, and I'm, I, 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 I will not forgive you. That's not, that's not really an option. It's not an option for us to say, well, no, I'm in the family of God, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on. If we do, th there are consequences to that. And I want you to see that. Not, don't even look at it as, well, God's upset with me. God's... It, it's, it's, it's something that we put into motion that God himself, he wants to help us. God gave Jesus to, to forgive the whole world, but they have to receive it. They have to do something. Well, for the Christian, if we've been born again and you've been made right, they're still on the earth if we choose to 
to disobey what God said, there are consequences. Because God himself has set up, uh, he has said what is right and wrong, and we actually give place to the enemy by not doing what he told us to do. So even though God has said, you're mine, you're my child, it, you can easily understand this with, you know, you who are parents or you who that used to be kids, which is everybody. For your parents, how they related to you or how you, you, know, you can see it clearly when as a parent, you tell your children, you give them guidelines. But if they decide to, to disobey, if they decide to avoid what you've said, it could be also, like if it's in your house, you, they decide they're, they're not going to obey what you told them to do. Well, there may be consequences right in the house, but if they, you've told them what to do and how to interact at school or something, let's say, and they decide not to do that, now there's consequences outside of anything that you're even doing. And if they break the law, you told, no, you don't do that. They do that. You, it's not that you wanted that to happen to them. You didn't want them to get in trouble with the law. But now they're under a different jurisdiction. They, they're going to deal with issues that you never wanted them to deal with. Is that not true? Yes. Well, God, he tells us what to do for our own benefit. Mm -hmm. So many times I think, you know, religion does this. The Bible doesn't teach this. But religion uh, makes it so that well, it's just, you know, you're just trying to be a good person and let's see if God will just accept you. That's that. Is that the way we deal with our children? Like you're, you know, you're just dealing with your kids. To, they're trying to just be accepted by you. Hopefully not. They're doing a checklist so that they can be accepted by you. Or is it you told them what to do so that they could live the best life possible? Yeah. It's the latter, right? Well, that's the same thing with God. So here, if you can put up that verse again. In the Amplified Classic, the last part of that, it says, uh, Luke 6, 37, acquit and forgive and release, give up resentment. Now, this is the Amplified. You know, the, this is just bringing out some of those things. But, it, you know, it, in the New King James, forgive and you will be forgiven. Here, acquit, forgive, release, and give up resentment. Let it drop and you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Let's look at Mark 11, verse 22. Mark 11, verse 22 says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Is this familiar to anybody? Verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Is that familiar? How about faith? Look at the next verse, verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. This is Jesus speaking. Now, we talk, I mean, we've, we've covered Mark 11, 22 through 24. 
a lot. You know, talk about faith. Talk about believing God. Go speak the word. Uh, pray. Believe you receive. But these are the subsequent verses. These are, are, are right after. You know, verse 24, he's saying you're praying. Pray and believe and receive. 25 is saying, and whenever you stand praying, referring to what he was just saying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Now, I want you to see something here because you can read this different ways, but look at what it actually says. When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone. So in other words, you're going to pray to receive something from God or to believe something. And it says, when you do that, make sure you're doing this. It says, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Now, notice what it says next. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. I think sometimes we read that, that, you know, that God, if you don't do the first part, God's not going to do the second part. But look at the, the language. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. That God would be able to, in other words, do it so that God can do what he wants to do. Don't hold him up. That he may also, that he has the just legal right to do it. Do you see that? Don't say, not going to do it. God, God, God is looking down, and he is powerless to change our will. Powerless is maybe the wrong way to say it because he granted us. He has all power, but in, his, in, in all his power, he gave us the ability to choose. So he will not override your will. And if you say no, he's going to say, okay. Now he's saying that he can forgive you. Don't, don't. If you're born again Christian, you are in the family of God. Doesn't mean you're going to hell. Okay? This is not saying, well, he's not going to forgive you. You're going, no, you're not going to become unborn again. That's not going to happen by you doing this. But we're talking about you, because the Bible does talk about him forgiving you when you go to ask him. Well, him forgiving you is him acquitting you. That what you've done on the earth is acquitted. There is no consequence for that. Yet you're saying, I, I, am, I am not going to, I will forgive. I am not going to get in the position where God is somehow having, you know, that my actions are opposed to his will. Because that, that's the, the, the Bible talks about, there is judgment in the Bible. The Bible says judge yourself. That, that you would not be judged. Well, this is part of judging yourself. You guys okay? We're just looking at the Bible. Okay, I know this is, nobody's running around the room right now. But this is the thing. Sometimes we, we, we play loosey-goosey with these things, and we just need to understand not, not to be condemned, just in, in to cooperate with God. Because cooperating God, with God is safe. You are safe then. You are, you are knowing. You see, we, the, the Bible we're reading is a legal document. 
And so there's legalities involved. And if we'll cooperate with the legalities, then we know. See, you can't claim legality on one half while violating it on the other half. So in other words, you can't go, I, I have authority in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I have authority. And so I'm going to tell the devil that he's got to get out of my business while at the same time yielding to him in unforgiveness. I know that's tight, but it's right. We're not talking about feelings. We're not talking about we're not talking about um, you know emotion. We're talking about yielding to God. We're talking about bowing our knee because all of us face things of varying degrees. I fully understand. That there are people, that you've, you face things that are difficult. You, you face things in life that we go through things. And man, we want to knock somebody out or more. You feel like it, right? Don't even, you don't have to say yes. You don't have to agree with that statement. You're just all humans, I know. But you don't have to, you know, the people in front of you don't have to see your head, you know, nodding. I, I get it. Just look straight ahead. Be still. You don't have to. We may feel like that, but God knows. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. God is just. And when we want to knock somebody out or take them out or do something that we, we, want, we want to make them pay, could be a sliding scale, anything from small to really big. When we say, Lord, at your word, you don't have to feel anything. But if you say, Lord, at your word, I bow my knee to you. I bow my knee to you, Lord, I forgive that person. I forgive them. It's, it's an act of the will, not your emotions. And again, it could be something very minor, you know, somebody did something to you at work, somebody did the wrong thing, somebody said something to you wrong, to very major. But when we go and we do what God's told us to do, we are saying, God, I believe you. I trust you more than I trust my feelings, more than I trust um, my ability to, to try to make something right. I yield to you, and I am yours. And, Lord, I forgive that person, and I release them. That is not saying what they did is right. It says you, you're doing what the Bible said. You're letting love, the love of God. See, the love of God is on the inside of this. The Bible said it's poured out in our heart. We are, instead of squelching it, we're letting that flow not talking about t calling right or wrong right. We're not saying condoning what somebody did. We're just saying, I forgive you. I forgive you and I release you. And God himself, now, now you've taken yourself out of the middle. 
You've taken yourself out of the middle of trying to hold up and do something. You're taking yourself out of the middle, and you are right with God, and you are right in the situation, and every bit of authority that you have, we are saying, you, you, can't, you can't say, I, I just take my authority in, in Jesus' name, but I won't do what he told me to do, but I want the devil to do what I'm saying to do. But you're listening to what the devil's telling you to do, and you're trapped. And the way to get out of that is just to release and do what God said. And just say, Lord, I, this is bitter, but I forgive them. I forgive you, I forgive, and I release, and God, I just put that in your hands. See, what you're doing, have you, you guys ever heard that illustration there, or uh, those, this is, this is real, um, you know, they have these little monkeys in different countries and they make traps for them. And the way they make a trap is they, they have a little container and they put inside that container bait that the monkey likes. And then they, and, the, and it's, you know, they can see through the container. It's either mesh or, or something like that. So the monkey can see inside it. And then they cut a hole that is big enough for the monkey to place his hand through. And so he goes and goes for the bait and he, he grabs the bait. But when he grabs the bait, the hole is not big enough to get his fist back through. It's big enough to get his hand through if it's not holding the bait. But it's not, once he makes a fist, it's too big. And so what does he try to do? He gets the bait and he can't get his hand out. And of course, the, the trap is attached to something, so it's not going anywhere. And rather than let go of the bait, that monkey will hold on to that, that piece of whatever it is, food or whatever, hold on to it. Even though he could be free by letting it go and pulling his hand out, he will hold on to it until he is captured. True. Google it. That is like unforgiveness. There's other things it's like too, but it really applies to, to this area. If we hold on to it, the other person is not the one that's trapped. We are. And what, how do we get out of it? We release it and say, God, I forgive. God, I, am, I'm, I will not be trapped. I'm, I'm releasing. I will yield to you. And that frees us. That frees us. In the Amplified Classic, uh, Mark 11, verse uh, 25, 26, that we just read, it says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. Does that sound like it? Leave it. Let it go. Get free. In order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Let them drop. So it, we need to understand we have an adversary. And he will take advantage of every foothold we give him. 
Now, you're, you shouldn't be afraid of the devil. You shouldn't make him big. But neither should we just give him a place. And I don't, I don't say that lightly, like, well, we'll just give him a place. Like, no, we, we deal with things in life that you, we need to make a conscious decision, but we need to know he's waiting to try to take opportunity. And he's looking for a way. See, he's playing a strategy game. And if he pushes you, he, that, see, he tries to get us offended. Could be rightly offended. You're angry. You're mad. I mean, angry, mad, different things. So we'll just say angry. Angry. You are angry at the situation. But how we hand, handle it depends on how we go through it. Don't take the bait. It, it, that's a tactic. We're people, I mean, the devil tries to get us offended, angry, and then driven by emotion because when we're emotional and we're driven by then we've crossed over, you feel anger, but you just let yourself get too caught up and mad. Now you're on his territory. Now he can push you and he can gain access to our lives. That's not good. And we don't want to be. We want, it's talking about when we stand praying, when we stand praying, when you stand speaking, you want to do it in full confidence and authority, nothing on your conscience, nothing uh, blocking your ability to give a command. You know that you are right with God. You know that you are right with people. You know that you have done to the best of your ability. We're not saying you're perfect. Not saying I'm perfect. But what we know, we've taken care of. And we've said, okay, if that comes up, now nah, I forgive that person. If it's something else, we've taken care of it. So now, oh no, we've cleared it. Now when we give the command, we know Satan has got to obey because it's the word. It's a legality. He doesn't have authority. He can't, see, otherwise he can say, uh, 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 no, 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 legality, objection. They're not doing this. Still have access. Not going anywhere, your honor. So what's the way out? We say, oh, no. Not gonna play that game. I forgive. And if something, you know, we find out something later. <laughs> we thought we did something. We realized, oh, that was stupid. Just say, God, I'm for, <laughs> forgive me for that. Or, man, you know, we find out something later that, that, that we've realized. We did. Just ask forgiveness at that point. Say, I, I didn't realize it. So what we see matters. That's why you shouldn't judge other people, because you don't know what they see. You know, we, we want, look at James 2, verse 13. Skip down over, there's a bunch of verses we'll come back to, but uh, James 2, 13. It says, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. See, we all want mercy. Is that true? I, I, you know, I know I want mercy. You, you get caught in something where I didn't mean to do it. There's a reason. You want mercy. You want grace. But so many other times with other people, we look at it and we just want to, no, they should get judgment. They should get judgment. They, and, but, when, but if we're going to act like that, see, we want to sow mercy. Because it says, judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. So if we sow mercy, guess what we get? 
mercy. If we say, no, no, law is the law, bring it down on them. Well, is that what we want? We don't want that. And so we, we, we want to flow with God and, and, and be on his side. It's just so much more peaceful that way. Even though it feels like you really want to hold on to some stuff. It feels like it's better. No, you're making them pay. No, we're paying. We're paying. Many times they don't care one way or another. But we're still paying. Let's look at Matthew um, 18, verse 21. Look at, this is a, a account Jesus shares. says, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And those aren't, that's not literal. Those are, you know, seven is a representative of, it's a, perfect number. Seven times 70 just means as many as it takes. But if you, even if you take it literally, 490 times for the same thing to forgive somebody, man, just mathematically, you got to be doing, you got to, that's like your full-time job. I mean, they are messing up like they are on the clock. You just go do the math. I mean, that's a lot. You're just constantly doing stuff. And Jesus is like, and people would check out way before you hit 490. I mean, way, way before you're like, what, you did it again? Okay, I'm out. Right? So Jesus is just saying, you think seven. Now, seven might be, I mean, seven times in one day. Do the same thing. You'd be like, really? You, really? But Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. So that just takes it out of the realm of into way just past anything that anybody. So he's saying, may as it takes. Verse 23, therefore... So this is, Jesus is, is uh, given this illustration. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now, before I continue reading, I want to give you some information here. A, a talent was a measure of weight, usually, in the information I have, usually 58 to 80 pounds. So one talent of silver was worth more than 15 years' wages. One. One talent of gold was worth even more. 10,000 talents would be an inconceivable amount of debt for a slave in the king's service to repay. Impossible. Just, Jesus is just saying it's kind of like that 490 times only just, it's astronomical. It's like trillions of dollars or something. You know, that you're saying to somebody to now, it's just like, there's no way ever. So that's what Jesus is saying. Verse 23, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, no one or one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payments be made. 
The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. To just forgave him something that was impossible for him to pay. Verse 28, but that servant, so the servant that was just, uh, just released, just forgiven, he went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a few or owed him a hundred denarii. Now, a hundred denarii was about a hundred days' wage for a labor. So, you know, less, little over a quarter, less than a third of a year of pay. So, this guy owed, this other slave owed him, or this other servant owed him that much. And so he found one of his fellow servants that owed him that much, and he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat and said, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that what had been done, and uh, they were very grieved, and he came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Verse 35, So my heavenly Father will also do to each of you from his heart, if to, uh, excuse me, will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. And you say, well, is, is that, what does that mean? Does Jesus speak? What does that mean? Well, that's just before Jesus died, so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't mean you go to hell. I mean, that would contradict other scriptures. But when you look at it, I'm not going to fully, we're not going to dive into this. I'm not going to try to break this down complete, but just look at it in light of the new covenant. Verse 34 said, his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. The Bible does talk about us judging ourselves, like I talked about. You judge yourself that you won't be judged. Well, God, he's saying God would, you would, ha he would have to, there would be a judgment. And eventually, if we don't turn, then we're letting, we're letting Satan, notice it says that you delivered him to the tortures. Well, Satan is looking for an opportunity to do something to us on the earth. And what we're doing is saying, I'm, I'm allowing that to happen. Again, it's not God's will. But we have been forgiven. I know this is heavy, what we're saying. But we've been forgiven through what Jesus did on immeasurable debt, debt there's no way we could ever pay, period. We can't pay it. We couldn't. We, there's no use even talking about it. There's nothing we could do except what Jesus did. And so God, through Jesus, made it possible for us to believe on him and to be completely forgiven and be born again. And so for us, what we deal with on this earth, when somebody crosses us, if we go, no, no, 
I'm forgiven, I'm in the family of God, I won't forgive you, or I'm not going to walk in love with you, and act like that's okay, we're actually yielding to the wrong thing when we don't have to. And actually, whatever happens on this earth is bad. I mean, there's horrible things that happen compared to being paid for our, or paying for our salvation, it's not in the same league. And so I think when we look at these things, we need to understand, we need to take away, number one, it is serious. Number two, God tells us what to do for our own good. God tells us what to do to avoid being trapped. And so if we, we, we may feel in and of ourselves, I cannot, cannot do that. But God, whatever he's telling us to do, if he tells us to forgive in every, any situation, he's not unjust to tell us something that we cannot do. If we say, I cannot, I feel, but if he tells us to do something, then we can. And if we will yield to him, regardless of feeling, and say, Lord, you said I could do it. Therefore, I can. Therefore, by an act of my will, I shall. Now we are on his, his, um, we are on his side in the matter. Philippians 4.13, which we quote all the time in things just dealing with life, in situations. This is a great place to use this scripture. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. That would include I could forgive. All covers that. If God told me to do it, then I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. He, it's his strength, not my strength. It's his ability, not my ability. If he told me to do it, then just like everything that has to do with the Christian life, if we'll walk into it and say, God, not at my ability, but your ability. If you said it, that's what I'm going to do. I, I, I will do what you told me to do. And you're doing it trusting him and his strength and not your strength, then he can cause you to stand. He can cause you to do it. He can cause you to, to be able to forgive when people would say it's impossible, when your feelings say it's impossible. But he will, he will enable us to do what he's told us to do. And when we do that as an act of the will. You know, I, I, I think of a, a situation I heard about. A horrible situation. Horrible situation. But there was a situation um, in uh, Lancaster County years ago that I saw just mention of when I was out there. You know, it was in a... Um, in one of the restaurants, and there's a book about it, where this man took hostage a bunch of kids. He abused them, girls, and murdered them. It was horrible. And before the day was out, those people had said, we forgive that man. 
we forgive you. And it was a witness to a lot of people. They didn't say it was right. They didn't say they liked it. I mean, their children were murdered. But they, I mean, un, un, incomprehensible. I mean, the same day, said whatever, we forgive them. And you're talking about little girls, unspeakable things, murder. It, it, was, it was really, really bad. And before the end of the day, they came together as a community and said, we forgive them. Blows our mind. But as we walk through life, God's word is true. And so whatever the spectrum is, when we're, when we're talking about forgiveness, Whatever it is that we're dealing with, if we just say, well, God, you help me. You show me. You show me what to do, and, and I'm going to walk in what you've told me. We are free. Now, God can help us deal with, with um, situations, with consequences, and this is not something that we're supposed to go and tell other people what to do. Okay. It's not for us to judge other people. It's not for us to tell other people what they should or should not do, just like it's the same way in every other area. We're not supposed to be going around. We don't know what people are dealing with. So unless you've walked in somebody's shoes and overcome, then we should keep our mouth shut. That goes for across the board. You know, if somebody's dealing with a sickness, well, this is what I would do. Unless you've overcome that sickness, we should keep our mouth shut. Unless we've done the same thing, then we may have some wisdom to give. So it's not for us, like everything else, to go and tell other people. But between us and God, if we'll say, Lord, help me, He'll, he is faithful and just to do what he said. And then we can walk free. And Satan has no hook in our flesh, even in these areas. And the tactics of the devil, they just bounce off. Because regardless of what we may feel, we're going to walk according to what he said and trust him. Amen?